Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Drop-In Morning Show, where the Teach Better team is live every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Shout out to those of you who are listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast, who are listening to this show after the fact. We so appreciate wherever you are streaming from, choosing to be a part of the Teach Better team and choosing to learn every single day, even though sometimes this show is full of shenanigans. We have the one and only Andrea with us, which you guys know Andrea, she's a part of the Teach Better team. Literally, I, we were just talking about, I've seen her a thousand times this week already, and we are here because we are celebrating a brand new course that just dropped in the Teach Better Academy. So not only will we have our holidays today, and not only will we have our good news story today, and obviously we'll be learning from Andrea, but we are so excited to then also be adding to the celebration of a brand new free course in the Academy. For those of you who are not familiar with the Teach Better Academy, it really is just a hub of information. There are a ton of free and full courses there on a variety of topics, and we release a new course every 30 days. Today is a lucky day where this month we've released a free course to support all of you in your pursuit to amplifying your own voice. So we are so excited to get into that. Please go fill up your coffee as we get our day started. And we cannot wait to be here to celebrate this incredible Wednesday with you. Happy Wednesday, March 16th. Andrea, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you? Good. I feel like you were the last person I saw before I went to bed and the first person I saw when I woke up in the morning. <laughs> that sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> Seriously, we were just together last night because there was an exclusive ambassador professional development um, for those of you who are not part of our ambassador program, there's like so many fun benefits. One of them is that every single month there's some sort of hangout and there's also some sort of professional development. Last night was really, really fun to see you kind of facilitate and be the leader. And then, yeah, this morning now we're celebrating together daily drop-in style. So I'm glad that we're able to get so much like girl time this week. Right? And it's not over yet. We have some more um, in-person meetups later this week, too. I know. Okay. I'm so excited to see you in person Friday because you and I have been trying to get together for years and years and years. And I just feel like every time like something comes up because it's life, something comes up. Yep. But we are going to be together. We're going to literally be able to high five, cheers, drinks, hug. I mean, Friday is going to be so fun. I know I almost don't even want to like say it out loud because I feel like if I talk about it, it's not going to happen. Because last time I was literally had my coat on, I was walking out the door and it didn't happen because kids. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed like under the table for the next two days. It'll be fine. But Andrew, you literally are such an OG, I feel like, of the Teach Better team. You've been on the Teach Better team for years and years and years. Um, I'm so excited for our community to continue to learn from you. But if somebody's new to the show, maybe this is their first time tuning in for daily drop-in. Maybe they're not aware of our ambassador program, or honestly, you facilitate our academy as well. Your, your hand is in so many different projects these days. But tell us a little about yourself, what you do in education. Sure. Well, I am Andrea, and I live in the suburbs of Chicago. And I am a seventh grade English language arts teacher. 
And I am also obviously a part of the Teach Better team. I started off with Megan Hosey. We literally created from the bottom up the ambassador program. So we have a group of over 50 educators um, from teachers to social workers to um, school psychologists to administrators um, who basically just carry the Teach Better mindset um, through their everyday lives with their students and in their careers. And now this year, I also have picked up managing the academy courses. So this course is kind of extra, a little bit bittersweet in a good way, though, because usually I'm on the back end where I'm assigning tasks that go along with the um, courses. But this time, in addition to doing that, I also was authoring the course with Ray. Okay, I don't think I've ever heard you describe the ambassador program like that. You made it sound very fancy. <laughs> I try. I love our ambassador program. We have a lot of ambassadors in the comments this morning. Yes. So excited to talk shop. And even just like Brad Hughes, who started out as an ambassador and then and then actually joined the Teach Better team. We have a bunch of people like that, I feel like, within the past year that were, you know, ambassadors, fans of the Teach Better community, committed, dedicated themselves to carrying this Teach Better mindset. Now they work on the team. And so you've not only been able to support educators becoming ambassadors and the mentor program, the leadership opportunities that exist within that specific space, but then also I'm, I want to formally apologize for stealing then ambassadors. And I was just going to say, you made it, you made that sound very nice. Like, oh, and I have transitioned them. No, it's more like they were just so awesome. You stole them. <laughs> you feel that way? So it's like Brad, Amanda, Brianne Fennell. Like yeah. we kind of just like last minute called you and did one of those terrible transitions. We're like, hey, Andrew, we're taking one of your ambassadors. So sorry, bye. And then <laughs> <laughs> it truly is like Jeff always says, it's like the ambassador program is the, you know, the the frontier league, the farm league for like the major leagues. And you get that phone call and it's your big day and you get called up to the majors. <laughs> That's so funny. That makes it sound so official. I really do want to highlight though, Andrew, we are going to get into the course. I'm so excited that we were able to collaborate on this course and put you at the forefront of this free course that anybody in our community or anybody outside of our community can benefit from if they want to work towards applying to a conference. We'll get into that. But you really... I don't feel like you and Andrew, I'm sorry, you and Megan get as much credit as you deserve that the Teach Better community does so many things. We have so many offshoots of how people can get involved in the team. One of them that people talk about all the time is the ambassador program. You have to apply. And then there's so much day-to-day -day work that goes into supporting that community throughout the year. And you guys truly just like created it, like from the ground up. I'm so glad that you phrased it that way in your description, because we do a lot of stuff on the Teach Better team and we have a lot of ideas that we bring, but that was truly one that you and Megan kind of like came to us with. And we said, cool, you're hired, build it. And you did in a year, <laughs> build this phenomenal you know, program that that now has been opening applications. I think we've opened applications twice. Yeah. We'll open applications a third time this summer. I mean, what an incredible thing that you've been able to build and foster and facilitate. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it was, I guess you could say it was kind of like a dream, right? So we knew that we wanted to be a part of the Teach Better team. And, you know, we were looking at other organizations, you know, groups like Seesaw, you know, have ambassadors. I'm like, well, the Teach Better team needs ambassadors too, and posed the idea and did some research and just, it it has turned into something we never thought it could be. We're like, oh yeah, you know, we'll have a handful of ambassadors, you know, maybe 20 people will apply, maybe. <laughs> and then we've had so many. 
So we have had uh, a few different phases of the ambassador program. It's been around since 2020, right? We, we launched our ambassador program. You guys started building it in 2019. It took a year to build. Mm -hmm. And then 2020 is when we launched our first open application. We got a great and incredible crew. And now we refer to them as our founders, which is so mm -hmm. cool. And then after our founders were able to complete about a year, we opened up applications again and we got another huge wave. So those educators have not only been a part of it for a year or two, but they've been able to facilitate, you know, exclusive professional development. We talked about exclusive hangouts. Um, there's a mentor program that has not only been built, but now is being revamped for this next group that's coming in. I mean, talk about a, a big project. And we did it all really during the pandemic. So we had started building it. Then COVID happened. And so we're like, all right, maybe this isn't the best time for this. So we kind of put a little bit on the back burner, but we knew we wanted to come back to it. So we brought that first group in, um, you know, in the summer. And I mean, I can't imagine going through pandemic teaching without that ambassador group because right. we were such a support system for one another. Since we are in different states, we're in different countries, you know, we were able to reach out to each other. Okay, how is your school district? doing this? What are the mandates in your state? How can we make this work? And we really were able to, you know, pull so many ideas off of each other. I love that community. I feel like the ambassador crew are the people that if I'm having a rough day, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to engage with the ambassadors. That is just a, and I think like there's this stereotype of like toxic positivity is not good. Mm -hmm. I don't think that group is full of toxic positivity at all. I think that group is an intentional curation collection of educators who just want to be as helpful as possible with the challenges that are before us. So it's a group that's constantly solution seeking. It's a group yes. that believes in the teach better mindset. And, and truly, I'm not trying to, you know, be, be a goof on live, but that was all built by you and Megan. You've continued to facilitate it over the last two years, three years, if you count building it. And mm -hmm. I just am still in awe, even just going to the exclusive PD that you guys facilitated on Zoom last night. Like what a fun opportunity to be able just to see great people. I love great people. It's so true. It's like when um, I did the video that we um, a quick little blurb on the 12 hour live for the ambassadors. I really focused on like they're good humans. Like, yes, they're amazing educators, but they're just good people. And I like how you said it. It's not toxic positivity where everything is, you know, flowers and roses. We're real. We're authentic, right? Somebody will come on our boxer group and say, you know, having a really bad week, whether it's personally, whether it's with their students, both, and then other people are going to support them, but then, you know, say, okay, what can we do to make it better? Yeah. So I love that. It's not just like, oh no, next week will be better. You got this, but no, next week's going to be better because we're going to help you. What can yeah. we do to support you? I love that. So I know there's a lot of benefits. I know we're going to move off this topic. I just really feel like it needed some attention. We don't get to talk about the ambassador program nearly as much as I I wish that we could highlight it. So there, there's so many different pockets of support. There's a Voxer group. There's a private Facebook group that those educators get. There's obviously that private portal that gives them some exclusive access to things. Um, there's some discount codes that ambassadors get. And then obviously they are, the, they are continuously the first ones we're going to to actually be volunteers for the Teach Better Conference, it kind of feels like they get to know all the fun first, and then, and then, and then our public community gets to know. So, Andrea, I know we can't give away too many spoilers, but we are planning on opening 
ambassador applications up this summer, which means that if somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, oh, maybe I want to become an ambassador, that's something they could like keep their eyes out for. Most definitely. Yes, we will be having a lot more information coming up, but keep that on your radar mm -hmm. um, that, yes, applications will be opening soon. It's been a year since we opened up over, well, just about a year exactly since we opened up applications. So it is. I, I know it was about a year because you had a baby. That's it's always when I have children. <laughs> like, there's honestly, no, there's four children this time. <laughs> I have to tell you, like, that's how I document things in my life. I'm like, oh, Teach Better Conference. Luke was born. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, yep. yep. Okay. So, and then I'm like, oh, ambassador applications. Yep. That's when Lily was born. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> it's so true. It is helpful. <laughs> um, Andrea, if somebody's listening right now and they're thinking through, like, oh, I don't know if I qualify to be an ambassador. Am I a good fit for the ambassador program? Like maybe somebody's thinking through, is it a lot of work or, you know, a lot of responsibility? Can you give us just an overview? Because then obviously we'll be releasing details when we officially sure. open applications too. We definitely have information on Teach Better's website. So definitely go there and check it out where it goes over some of the basic requirements. But really, it's just like we've been talking about. There is no set requirement where you have to put in, you know, so many hours of work a week. It's literally just if you are an educator who already carries the Teach Better philosophy, that's just an opportunity for you to exemplify it even more. Opportunity for you to network with other um, colleagues who feel the same way that you do. And we're continuing to go out and share um, you know, the Teach Better philosophies. I love it. I do want to mention, and I know this is like the sour part of it. It is a small group intentionally because yeah. there's so much work in like supporting these educators that come into this program. I do just wanna give a shout out for those of you who have applied more than once, that is normal. Like if, if I don't know if any of you are comfortable in the comments saying if you've applied more than once, but we absolutely have to turn away applicants every single time that applications open. Again, this is a small program that we feel very strongly about wanting to keep, um, not keep exclusive, but we want to make sure it's a, it's actually oh, a important community. Yeah, please. Do you want to elaborate on that a yeah, little? Yeah, for sure. Because again, like I mentioned before, other organizations you know have ambassador programs, but they have no idea who the other ambassadors are that they're working with, and that's what we did not want to happen. So literally, every person in our ambassador program, Megan and I know personally, and all the ambassadors know personally. We meet for Zoom meetings, um, so that's the difference. It's not just a title that you get to put in you know, badge you put on your email, but really it is a relationship that you are building with us and with the other ambassadors. So kind of just like other things with Teach Better, some communities are larger, some communities are smaller, and it really comes down to because we want that personal connection. We talk about how the Teach Better conference will be a small conference. It will be a small conference because our goal is to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with every single person that's there. And it's not to be, it's not to say, oh, sorry, well, we're going to sell out. And so unfortunately you can't come, but it really is built to be a intimate experience. And so please, if you are, I'm seeing in the comments, some people are excited to apply for the ambassador program. We'd love to have you apply. And then please don't get discouraged if you don't get in the first time. The likelihood is that you'll get in the second or third time applying. And that's completely okay. Everything happens for a reason. We're excited to support you regardless. But if it's something that might be a good fit for you, we'd love to have you keep your eyes out for that. So, so, so good. And then obviously you've been a part of the Academy. I know I'm just like mm -hmm. asking you to spill all the details, but the Academy <laughs> was something that you took on you've been managing literally every single course that's come out over the last nine months. And how has that process been for you? 
It's been really interesting in the beginning. Um, you know, when I took it over, kind of I feel like whenever there's something new, you're like, yeah, sure. But you have no idea what you're getting into. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, check over the courses and make sure they're okay. No, really, it's um, creating the ideas for the courses, figuring out which courses we are going to offer and when in terms of, um, you know, like the timelines. And um, working with the authors to help them figure out their courses and making sure that all the pieces are put together and that we are releasing a course once every month because we tried to do that before but sometimes maybe it was a little bit longer a little bit shorter um, and then I don't know if we can spoil this but there are some months where there's going to be two courses coming out so we know going on are we allowed to spoil that can we like hint if you're live with us right now we'll give you a little like nudge nudge there's a course coming out this week but then two weeks from now, we have another course coming out. So that's a little spoiler for all of you. And then I think two weeks from then, we have another course coming out. So yes. within the next month and a half, you will see three new courses coming to the Academy. That's a little crazy. Mm -hmm. It really, really is. So crazy. So as we're getting into our discussion this morning, we are excited during our brainstorm bank to kind of highlight not only our theme this week, which is amplifying all of your voices, but also our plan this week, because we have a brand new free course that just launched this morning, and that is all dedicated to amplifying your voice, applying to conferences. We're excited to get into that. We are going to first transition, Andrea, to our good news segment. So we'll be right back to not only submit in our Happy Feed app that we always love to document our moment of gratitude every morning, but also get into the holidays and the articles. So we'll be right back. All right. Moment of gratitude. We love using a free app called Happy Feed to be able to document um, intentional moments of gratitude every day on the show. I love this app because we're able to document not only something that we're grateful for, but also then revisit past memories. We're kind of creating this bank of, posit of positivity, this bank of gratitude moments of gratitude, this bank of thankful moments, to be honest. And it's kind of fun to be able to revisit those. We're excited to do that on the show and also during other opportunities like the Teach Better Conference. So we love these moments of documentation. For any of you that are in the comments this morning, good morning. We're thrilled to see you and we'd love to see your moment of gratitude as well. So as Andrea and I kind of dive into our documentation this morning, feel free to also document with us whether it be in your app or in the comments, we'd love to hear what you are grateful for this morning. And of course, if you're listening after the fact on Teach Better Talk podcast, or maybe you caught the show over on YouTube or Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you're watching from, uh, we'd love to hear your moment of gratitude as well. So just feel free to add it to the comments or uh, share via social media and tag us because we'd love to celebrate with you. Andrea, as you're thinking this morning about your moment of gratitude, there's a lot of options, but the hint is always something I love to read. The hint this morning says, um, what about the puppy you saw on your commute to work? So giving you a little encouragement that maybe it should be dog related. But let us know, Andrea, what are you grateful for this morning? Well, this is definitely something that I started doing myself as well. So after it was brought up in the daily drop-in, I missed one day. So my streak is off now. Um, but I love filling this out. So mine kind of stems from yesterday into today. I am grateful for the fact that we finally have nice weather 
It was so nice yesterday after the kids woke up from their nap to get them outside. We drew with chalk. Um, some of the neighborhood kids came down. We played together. And today is supposed to be even warmer. So mine's kind of a continuation. I am grateful for the nice weather and the fact that we could finally be social outside and not be stuck inside our houses. I love that plan. Yeah, you and I live in a uh, very close community. So yeah, I'm loving this nice weather. I would love to hear in the comments what people's weather kind of is like. I heard that we're going to experience some nice weather. It might get a little chilly this weekend, but then it should continue with, with nice weather. So fingers crossed that we are going to be able to enjoy some nice weather for sure. Andrea, as we continue to document, you know, uh, the things that we're grateful for, we can also get into some holidays that we care about as well. There are some really uh, wonderful holidays going on today. There might be some of these holidays being celebrated in your communities. The first one is that it is National Panda Day. So any panda fans out there, what are your thoughts on this? Um, so Luke has a panda that he is very excited about. So pandas are a big deal in our house right now. <laughs> Love pandas. Shout out to those of you who might be bringing that uh, holiday to your community, your students, maybe as a fun fact to build a relationship with your colleagues. Always good to celebrate a good panda. It is also a Jewish holiday today for those of you who may have uh, members of your uh, learning community, members of your of your staff celebrating a Jewish holiday today. It's Purim. It's actually one of my favorite holidays. So for those of you who might want to learn more about that holiday, that is absolutely something that is open for all of you. In some regard, I like to sell, to describe it as uh, Halloween for the, those that celebrate the Jewish faith. So you might see some fun costumes on social media, depending on where you live. It might be in your community as well. So something to celebrate. Also for a uh, Catholic holiday, it is Fast of Easter, which is um, obviously a part of that community as well. So regardless of what religious community you identify with, this could be a good opportunity to learn a little bit today about other faiths and also acknowledge that uh, different people in our community might be celebrating in different ways today. So just being aware of those incredible opportunities there. It's also Freedom of Information Day, National Artichoke Day, National Vaccination Day, and No Selfie Day. Andrea, tell me your thoughts about a No Selfie Day. I love it. So this is a day that I celebrate with my students um, every year. So I teach middle school. So as we all know, middle school students love their selfies, right? If they could take it all class long, they would um, and post it on you know, their Instagram stories and their TikToks. Um, so I always challenge them on this day to not take a single selfie. And then when we come back to school the next day, they have to, you know, fast up to see if they took one or not. And a lot of them will say, well, does it count? If I took it, but I didn't post it anywhere, I'm like, no, you cannot take one at all. <laughs> no selfies all day today. So that means like, and I'm trying to define a selfie. That means that you are holding your phone in front of your face, right. like taking a picture of yourself. Does that include a video of yourself? I think so. Let's go yeah. with that. Okay. I will say, you guys know that I um, we pull our holidays most frequently from nationaltoday.com. And I do always appreciate that it not only goes into what the holiday is, but multiple ways to celebrate. It says March 16th is the 75th day um, in the calendar, and it marks the anniversary of the establishment of lots of things. It goes into a very, very deep dive into what other things have been going on today. But then when you click on the no selfie day details, it goes into the background of kind of like the generation over the years of people appreciating selfies finding them to be kind of this, this fad that <laughs> there's a history um, mm -hmm. section that goes into 
how selfies started. They do say that in 1839, the first selfie was taken in the U.S. I can't believe that, but I guess that's kind of cool. Um, then it goes into actually the history of cameras, which is kind of interesting yeah. to go through with students. And then, yeah, the ways to celebrate. Do not take a selfie. Go for a walk. And, um, you know, like take photos of other things besides our own faces. So kind of an interesting opportunity if you want to dive into that further. At for sure. I always like sharing with them, too. I said, you guys, like back in the day, like, did you take selfies? I'm like, yeah, but you'd have to wait. You know, so you got the, you know, your camera roll printed out to see if it worked or not. I remember, you know, at a school dance having my disposable camera, you know, and you'd hold it out with your friend and hope that your faces got in there. But yeah. so many times I'd go to Walgreens, pick up my pictures, and all you saw was like an eyebrow yeah. <laughs> or an ear. Because <laughs> you I couldn't check it I was, walking, I was walking around Target last weekend and saw that, like, cameras like are back outside really? of our phones like that people are taking polar polaroids again and people I are have developing, some polaroids, yeah. developing film i'm like is this is this coming back is this the world we live in then in 2022 we're bringing back like the cameras they have to wind sign me up <laughs> yes the click 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 <laughs> kind of like that sound but i it always hurt your thumb like as you were oh, trying yeah. to wind the Especially, and it was at the very end, you had to like keep going and going and going. Terrible, terrible. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, congratulations. You're too young. <laughs> be, be happy. <laughs> There's a lot of good news out there. Um, it was difficult to pick this morning, the things that we celebrate, lots of things in, in technology that we could celebrate, lots of things with incredible sports uh, leaders that are donating money to incredible organizations. Mm -hmm. I got a little personal today and I chose a good news article that notes the history of soccer for those of you that might be looking for a soccer fun fact today, um, 150 years ago today, the first English uh, FA Cup was lifted for the first time, meaning that this is the oldest knockout competition for those that enjoy the soccer, the sport of soccer. Um, this was something that was started 150 years ago, something that is absolutely still active now. Uh, the winner of the first FA Cup, I am actually not even familiar with, so I apologize that I don't know the history of all these teams. Uh, but obviously our teams rotate and change over the years. Uh, but it looks like um, Wanderers FC was the first football club that actually won 150 years ago. And now this is just a giant uh, organization that continues to celebrate the sport of soccer over in England. So for those of you that are soccer fans, uh, it's been 150 years since uh, since the English FA Cup started. And kind of cool to be able to look back 150 years ago and see the different teams that have competed. There's a lot of fun facts out there to be able to look at for soccer. So if you have any students out there that enjoy a good soccer game, they might be fans of of this English Premier League. So go check that out. Oh, yes. I've just got so many students who are, love soccer. So that's definitely a way to draw your students in this morning. So fun. Love soccer. For those of you who are still with us, good morning. We appreciate you incorporating us in your morning. And Andrew, I think we should head into our brainstorming so we can dive further into our theme this week. So we'll be right back. All right, everyone. Good morning. Happy, happy Wednesday, March 16th. Andrea and I are so excited to do a deep dive into our course this morning that launches. It is a free course for all of you, and it actually aligns to our theme this week, which is about applying to speak at conferences. For those of you that might have questions, feel free to add them in the comments or tweet at us at any time. Andrea and I would love to support you, but this course is officially available at teachbetteracademy.com 
and it is available for anybody, whether you're in our internal Teach Better family, or even if you're a new face to our Teach Better community, this is a free course for you. You don't even need the membership. For those of you who are part of our Academy membership, it's $9 a month. You get all the content for $9. And this is a free course. So it's not even something that you need the membership for. You can just take it on your own and it should be a wonderful opportunity. Andrea, tell us a little bit about why somebody might take this course. What's it all about? Sure. So if you are thinking about um, applying to speak at a conference and maybe you're like me and you're like, I don't know where to get started, right? You just feel like it's overwhelming. This is the course for you. Even if you are someone who has been presenting for a couple of years now, this is still a course for you because it's an opportunity for you to tweak and fine tune what you already have and help make your conference proposals even more effective and more successful. Yeah, so this course was very, very specific. There's a lot of things to be able to talk about if you want to get into speaking, sharing your voice at more formal events like a conference. Um, this course was specific to saying, okay, so you've decided that you want to do that, but where do you get started? It goes into not only how to find a conference, but also how to prepare for that conference submission. It really was focused on how you actually advocate for wanting to be a speaker at an event. And we go through so many different layers of designing your title, designing your description, mm -hmm. and also where do you house everything? So you're not necessarily writing it on the spot, but you're able to do some of the proofreading beforehand. It kind of goes through a lot of organizational strategies as well. Definitely, we take you from the very beginning with brainstorming, figuring out what your topic should be, once you have your topic, titling it, writing a description, we even go into your headshots, you know, different strategies for picking the right headshot, for you know, writing the most concise bio, and then even the afterwards, once you've submitted your proposal, what are some things that you should keep in mind, any follow-up things? So I really do take you from that beginning, middle, and end process. You know, there's a lot of information that was shared, and I was so glad to be able to partner with you on this course, but we also decided to bring in some new faces to this course to feature some experts that we have in our community, not only those that are part of the Teach Better team, but you're going to see a lot of faces from our speakers network. We had Mickey Smith Jr. join this course. We had Dr. Neil Gupta join this course. PJ, Dr. PJ Kaposi was a part of this course. I mean, truly, it just seems like everybody was able to kind of come in and lend their insight. Was there one person specifically that maybe you were excited to feature in this course? Andrea, can you think of somebody that we can give a shout out to? Oh, man, I don't know if I can narrow it down. There's a um, lot of people. I would say probably Dr. Neil Gupta. Is that somebody who I've connected with before, um, but we got a chance to, you know, to really work one on one. And he always just has such good insight. And he's someone who has been presenting for years. He's been on both ends of it, where he's been the person, you know, being the presenter and then the person who's been on the committee who's going to be selecting presenters. So it was nice to get his feedback on what he does when he wants to present and then what he likes to see when he's on a selection process for proposals. Well, and I love that he was able to share because Dr. Neil Gupta is a world-renowned speaker. He has been a huge influence on the middle school community, specifically in the U.S. And so I really appreciated that somebody so acclaimed in his field is then coming back and saying, yeah, but here's how I stay organized. Yes, here's how I choose to do this. And I've seen a lot of success. He's not only able to pull from his personal experience um, of his himself applying to conferences, but 
also being able to see a vast majority of people share the way that they do it and then him giving feedback on that on that um, practice. So his video specifically, wasn't he on, uh, what was his description of your session? Was yep, that he was did? focusing on description and he had an amazing analogy where he said, your description shouldn't just be, I'm going to talk about this and this and this. Obviously that has to be included, but he treated it as an advertisement, right? And it really is that because you're trying to sell your you know, proposal to the committee that's going to be presenting you. And then they usually use that same description for participants who are attending the conference to see if they'd like to attend your session. So you really are selling it twice. You're selling it to get into the conference, then you're selling it to the participants who are there to attend your session. I did kind of like that everybody that we interviewed, outside of obviously the videos that we did that to end our uh, lend our expertise, but everybody that we interviewed had like a strategy that they were able to come in with. Even when I interviewed Mickey Smith Jr. for titles, like he really dove into you know, not only creating a title, but the value of getting feedback on your title, the the power we all have and the permission we all have to change our title yes. over time. I mean, he really did a deep dive of not only the creativity element, but the the what comes after the fact, which I really appreciated his insight on. So there was a whole lot of discussion and planning that went into this. And I'm so glad we were able to feature so many different voices so that the goal would be that anybody taking this course will not only design their session of what they what they're envisioning to be able to share with other educators, but also then how to stay organized throughout the process to make sure you're submitting the best product possible, which is kind of cool. Right. Yep. Did you have any one um, takeaway that if somebody's taking the course, maybe maybe today or within the next few days, anything that you're like, ooh, definitely pay attention to this. This is a really helpful section. I would say that the template that we've been talking about, right? Because so, I feel like when I'm going to get ready to present, I have a Google Doc here and I have a Google Doc there. And is it on my Teach Better account? Is it on my school account? And I just have things everywhere, right? So something that we really um, encouraged in the course was to have a Google Doc or whatever works for you. You keep all of your information, even your basic things like your address. We know you know your address. We know you know your own phone number. But having everything in one spot is so beneficial. It'll make when you go to apply it's so much more um, effective for you, so much smoother. Even having you know your headshot link in there. Even we talked about you know you know your Twitter handle, you know your Instagram name, but directly linking your account. So all you have to do is copy and paste, and all the information you need is right there. So at the end of each module, we kind of encourage people, it was like a challenge to do that. Like, okay, we talked about creating a title, go now to your you know, Google Doc and write down your possible titles. Hey, we talked about you know, your headshot, well, right now look in your Google Drive and pick the picture that you think would work for you. So that was like the biggest takeaway for me was just putting everything that you have, but compiling it into one spot. And we're, I mean, it was kind of funny because that's our system internally on the Teach Better team. Obviously, Teach Better team members speak at conferences around the world. Many of us are have opportunities to do keynotes all over the, the U.S. and Canada. And as we do this, these are the systems that we have found to be most successful. So our goal in this course was just to provide you with everything that we have figured out how to do. And then hopefully, as you continue to develop in this area, all of you can add your own personalized tweaks to ensure that this is the most supportive process for all of you as well. So kind of a fun course. We love being able to brainstorm this with you. This is a great course to be able to go through regardless of um, what you feel like you might be presenting on. One of the first few sections is trying to help you find 
your passion space, what you're going to present on. And then we take it all the way through through the documentation process. So this is not only a course if you want to apply to the Teach Better Conference. It will be helpful if you want to apply to the Teach Better Conference, which obviously proposals are open this month all the way through April. Um, proposals will close for the Teach Better Conference on April 30th, which is a Saturday. It's the last day of the month. But this is a course that you can take if you're applying to any conference. Andrea, you and I are going to the ASCD conference in Chicago this weekend. This is something that you can utilize to apply to a conference like that uh, or even a smaller conference. We were talking yesterday with Todd, who was a guest on the Daily Drop-In, who um, frequently speaks at a gifted conference in Ohio. It's a very small, wonderful event. This is a great resource to be able to apply to an, a local event as well. So lots of options here. Yes. And I like how it's we haven't necessarily presented anything super new and complex in this hard concept. It's literally just taking those small tips and tricks that we've learned over the years that make a huge difference in the long run. Yeah, so fun. So we're excited for all of you who may be choosing to apply to the Teach Better Conference or maybe choosing to just get into sharing your voice. For me, um, I personally would love for you to apply to the Teach Better Conference. Andrea and I would love to see you at the Teach Better event this October. But I will say, like, regardless, there are still a lot of opportunities for educators to share their voice. I don't think educators do that enough. Conferences are great spaces to be able to collaborate. And so um, I would really love for everybody to consider applying to one conference this year, virtual or in person, you decide. But try and share something. Um, one of the things, Andrew, that I really loved about yesterday's exclusive uh, professional development for our ambassadors is the brainstorming you did with Megan, um, with the whole community, talking about how to choose your topic. Will you tell us a little bit about how that activity was designed? Because I know we have an activity in the course, but I loved some major takeaways that we were able to see last night. Sure. So we kind of broke it down into four ways. When you're trying to figure out your topic, um, the first one is passion. So make a list on what is something that you are passionate about, whether it's educational related or not, we can find a way to morph that together. So are you passionate about you know, relationships with parents? Are you passionate about connecting um, content, You know, maybe from connecting ELA to the math curriculum? So making a list of that first. Then we broke it down into focus on your students. Now, what is something if you were to survey your students and you ask them, what is your favorite part of this class? Mm -hmm. See what they come up with. Because something that, again, you think is something generic, no one would want to hear about, might be something that your students have brought up over and over again, as that is like the part that they look forward to every day. Mm -hmm. So in my classroom, just like we do in the daily drop-in, I always have on my agenda, I pick one holiday, what it is. And it was something, you know, tiny and small. And it was a talking point, um, especially when we were doing virtual learning, because they would put, put in the chat, you know, something about it. But then it's something that I just continued. And students will say, you know, if I, let's say everyone, if I have a sub, and, you know, I won't have put it on their sub plan. What's the holiday today? They look forward to something like that. Mm -hmm. So getting your student input, um, looking around your classroom, what is something in your classroom that you're really proud of? Maybe you have flexible seating. That's totally a topic that you can talk about. That's something that a lot of teachers want. They don't know how to implement. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they have, but it's not working because they're not implementing it in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. So really breaking it down. List of your passions, looking around your classroom, reaching out to your students. Um, and then from there, hopefully you can pick a topic. 
Well, what I love about that, Andrea, is it gives educators numerous reflection points. You're thinking through, these are things that I think I'm passionate about. These are things I think I do well. And then also getting feedback from your students who are experiencing every day. No, yes, this is what you do well. This is what we love. And sometimes your topics are going to be big and broad, like I'm good at building relationships with my students. That's an enormous topic. We could do a three-day workshop on that. We could do a full multi-year implementation on how to build relationships better. It's a really, really big idea. Feel free to limit your idea to a very, very small moment. Like I have a really good reading nook in the corner of my room. You can do a 20-minute, a 50-minute presentation on how to build that, how to craft that, how to you know manage that in the classroom, explaining the why, how the effects of that are, are implemented uh, and what your students have shared feedback on. Small, small ideas can be incredibly powerful. And I love the focus on always having strategic takeaways for your learners to be able to leave that conference and go and be able to take action in their classrooms or in their communities. So lots to celebrate here, Andrea. I love doing this course with you. I love that this is the theme this week on Daily Drop-In. And for those of you who are interested in taking this course, again, free opportunity there at teachbetteracademy.com. There's a lot of free courses there. So you'll be able to see that one at the top, but um, definitely great opportunity to share your voice. We want you to share your voice. So Andrea, before we transition here, we were able to announce a few more featured speakers and one of the two of our keynotes this week celebrating the Teach Better Conference. We want to add all of you to this lineup, which is why we're encouraging you to also submit your proposal for the Teach Better Conference. But in case you missed it this week, let's celebrate the two new speakers that were announced for the Teach Better Conference over at teachbetterconference.com. And as we kind of wrap up our show here on this special Wednesday, we get to do something every single Wednesday that we definitely don't want to miss out. And that's providing some recommendations that we love. So we'll be right back to bring you our recommendations to close out our conversation. Andrea, obviously we have a lot of things that we could recommend as resources related to speaking, presenting at conferences, everything in between. But because we've already highlighted a lot of that on the show, I figured this morning's show could really just highlight other great resources out there for educators to continue their pursuit of being great educators for their students. So I want to just kind of throw this at you and then I have some physical resources I want to share as well. If you had to identify one of your favorite go-to resources to either relax or be a learner within, what would be something you'd love to give a shout out to? 
Wow. Okay. Thank Putting you. me on the spot here. Let's I see. am. I know because I know that you are so busy as an educator, but you're also consistently a learner. You listen to podcasts, you read books, you are always enhancing your craft as a teacher. And so I don't need it to be specific to, you know, sharing your voice or anything in between, but any like go-to thing that you'd love to recommend people get involved in? Um, hmm, let me think. Um, I mean, I know we already do this. So it's going to sound generic, but like the good news, like mm -hmm. it builds me up. So it's something that I used to do um, in my classroom anyways, because there is so much that can bring us down, especially during the pandemic when we were home. I mean, literally in quarantine and we're able to leave. Like I looked on that good news network, like sometimes multiple times a day, because everything you were hearing on the news was just so negative. Um, so that, I know, again, it's not something new because we already do it, but that definitely like brings me life. And then just teacher Twitter. Um, I found a way now to kind of change my settings where, because again, sometimes teacher Twitter can be negative, but I found a way where I've kind of filtered and it's always just where I can find like good news stories um, and of teachers who are doing amazing things in their classroom. And then, um, if it's something that I don't like, I just kind of put on follow and I move on from there. No, I love the reminder on this Wednesday. We are halfway through March. This reminder to continue to build your network, right? Constantly connecting with people. This is a great way to do that. There's a lot of things that we continue to be learners with, a lot of things that we can put into our life to be better. Putting happiness, putting positivity, putting moments of gratitude are great ways to continue to be good educators for ourselves and for our students. So great reminder, Andrea. I also, if you don't mind, I have two books that have really nothing to do with each other, but I just want to highlight them because they were sent to me so generously by educators this week. And I'd love to highlight them on the show. Is that kind of lame? Can I do that really quick? Please do. I'm always looking for new books to read. So what do you okay. got? So if you follow me on Instagram, I did already comment on these a few days ago, but Wednesdays are really fun opportunities to be able to highlight a few different resources. I love podcasts as well, but the things I have today are physical books and they're physical books of people that you might be familiar with. So this one specific specifically is uh, Robert Dunlap's book. He was on the show. He's actually the one that uh, recommended Happy Feed to us. And after the show, he's like, Ray, I'll send you a copy of my book. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be such a generous gift. If you get to it, wonderful. But if not, I won't take it personally. I'll buy it myself. And he was so generous, sent a copy over of his book. I do want to give a shout out for those of you. I'm sure you already know this, but anytime an author sends you a book, that means the author is paying for it and paying the shipping fee to send it to you and then giving it to you for free. So just a huge shout out to Robert that was so generous in his um, you know, opportunity to send a book over. I love this book. I'm so excited to dive into it, but it's called Strive for Happiness in Education. I really, really value this book because from what I've read thus far, it's not only emphasizing the importance of happiness, but actually goes into the research of ensuring that you have happiness in your life, how you can ensure that this is something that is not just, you know, fingers crossed that you have a good day, but how you can actually take action steps to ensure you are intentionally putting happiness into your life. So I'm so excited to dive into his book. This is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I was looking it up the other day. I know Robert's doing incredible things with this book. I know there's book studies going on focused on this book. So just a really fun opportunity to highlight a cool resource of a member of our Teach Better community. And then honestly, if any of you want to do a, want to do a book study, call me because it's a, it's a good, I mean, that's a good thickness of a book. There's a lot in here. That might be something we can consider for another perk of being the ambassador program is we offer um, book studies. So that's something I would, we have to look into. 
Honestly, I would totally do a book study on this book. I I mean, I believe in happiness. I want to obviously more happiness in my life. But this one, I know the way that he writes is going to be something that resonates with me. Also, just flipping through, there's, okay, I, I don't mean to say this kind of lame, but like there's a lot of pictures and I really love pictures. <laughs> I'm all about it. Super cool. The other thing that I'm excited about, this is a um, couple, a group of educators that's actually going to be joining us in about a month on Daily Drop-In. Um, but this is a book that is full of infographics. They just sent this to me. I was so excited that they dedicated the time and energy and funds to get me this book. It's it's called We the People and the Presidents, and it's an infographic look at the American presidency. So I'm not sure if any of you saw this on my Instagram, but it is full of incredibly beautiful images and um. I mean, just outstanding information for your students to be able to dive into. These are the kind of books, like even as a math teacher, I loved having in my classroom because there's so much to be able to learn from these pages. And it really is like a good sized book for students to be able to dive into. So for those of you who might teach U.S. history, or even if you don't, um, I really want to give a shout out to these incredible people, PJ Creek and Jamie Creek, who hopefully will be joining Daily Drop-In here within the next month to share about the work they're doing in the infographic space, but also in the way that we can creatively share information with our students, I think is so stinking cool. That's awesome for English too, because that's something that I do. I have a lesson on infographics and I'm always looking for good ones. So that's something that I could connect with our social studies teacher, where they could be looking at it from the history perspective and then looking at it for me from like the literary um, perspective. Yeah, it looks like it goes through all the presidents that have been president so far up to uh, Donald Trump. So we have, you know, Joe, um, our, our current president is not in here, um, but it really goes through all this incredible history. I love the colors. I don't know. I just love books like this. So kind of a good opportunity for those of you that are interested. So just want to make sure we shared that out on this Wednesday morning. Andrea, final words, thoughts for our community here as they enter into their Wednesday, March 16th. Sure, go out and continue to spread that joy. Um, when you have a second, hop on to Teach Better Academy and check out that free course. Even if, again, it's not in your wheelhouse yet, you're like, I'm not gonna be presenting anytime soon. You can even use a lot of the ideas that we gave to help you with a blog. Um, you know, cause it's, when you're not sure, maybe you wanna start writing, but you don't know what topic to do. The activity that we do at the beginning to help you think about your presentation topic, you can use for a blog. Um, usually for blog, you're going to need to have a bio. So there are so many parts in our course that you can use that necessarily don't have to be for, you know, applying for a conference. So definitely check it out when you have some time. Mm, great reminders. We hope that you all have an incredible Wednesday ahead of you. As a reminder, we do have our brain break later this afternoon. So we encourage you to join our Teach Better community for brain break later this afternoon. And then don't forget, we not only have daily drop-in, of course, tomorrow morning and Friday morning, but we also have some incredible live opportunities with our featured speakers for the Teach Better Conference coming to you Thursday evening and Friday evening. So we will literally be live twice a day for the next three days. And we are so excited to continue to be celebrating all the wonderful things going on in our community, as well as if you guys have not been to teachbetter.com slash happy birthday, we have a birthday celebration next week that we are very excited to celebrate with all of you. So please have a wonderful day and let us know if you need anything. Bye, friends.